On April 21st, 1989, Super Mario Land was released in Japan as a release title for Nintendo's new handheld console, the Game Boy. It was a Mario game, but teeny tiny, and it was weird. It didn't take place in a Mushroom Kingdom, but instead in a place called Sarasaland. Mario would not be trying to save Princess Peach from Bowser, but instead he would be trying to save Princess Daisy from an evil alien spaceman. Along the way, you'd fight the Sphinx and a seahorse, and you would even fly a plane. Like I said, it was weird. Speaking of weird, the Super Mario Land series would give us one other character whose legacy is still going strong to this day. Super Mario Land 2, and then Super Mario Land 3, would feature Wario, Mario's arch nemesis to this day. Today we're going to be taking a look back at the entire Super Mario Land series and talk briefly about all of its oddities as we take an abbreviated trip down memory card lane. good afternoon and good evening i hope these words find you well hello and welcome to the 34th episode of our video game nostalgia podcast a trip down memory card lane each week we pick one title from the current week in gaming history and we talk about it while doing so we hope to teach you something new about the game or the world around it today we're going to be taking a look at the super mario land series for the game boy I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who is also resized for smaller devices like Super Mario Land, my brother, Rob Casson. Rob, what's it like being described as strange compared to the rest of us? Well, pretty par for the course when you're me. Oh, yeah, so you're good with being strange. I mean, hey, sometimes you just have to embrace it, you know? Very true, very true. There's nothing wrong with being strange. I gotta tell you, Super Mario Land... Is strange as a series. It's strange. You know, I I don't have much familiarity with it, but the little that I do, uh, yeah, it's definitely quite different than what we're used to. Very, very, very true. Very, very, very true. Yeah, Super Mario Land. Super Mario Land was released April twenty first, nineteen eighty nine, in Japan. So, hence, we're talking about it this week. We're we're doing a Japanese release. Uh, this was also released alongside the Game Boy, which is something kind of cool. You played Game Boy. You were a Pokemon fan on the Game Boy, though, correct? That is correct. I spent many hours playing Pokemon on the Game Boy. Isn't that hard to believe? I mean, I guess it's not because we're talking about Mario, but I mean, you're playing what Sword and Shield now Pokemon, and it's it started here with Pokemon Red and Blue on the Game Boy. It's kind of cool, actually. No, it is. You know, it's uh, just goes to show that when you have something that's popular and you keep updating it with the times, it can just continue going on. Yeah, you know, Pokemon, Pokemon just turned what, 2020, 2025, and we're going to be talking about it later this year. Yep. So that's going to be kind of cool. But back that to Su- will. back to Super Mario Land, back to <laughs> Super Mario Land. So. Uh, Super Mario Land, like I said, was released alongside the Game Boy. You know, it was the first 
Mario game ever to be released for a handheld console. I mean, let's be honest, the Game Boy was one of the first handheld consoles. It was it was pretty revolutionary. Mario Land, Super Mario Land was also the first Mario Brothers to be ever be developed without the face of Mario, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. And so admittedly, it's a little it, like I said, it's a little strange. It's a, it's a little different. Unlike other Mario games, which take place in the Mushroom Kingdom, Super Mario Land is set in Sarasa Land. And yeah, it's not mushrooms. It's like, I don't know, Egypt, like pyramids and Sphinx and the giant heads from Easter Island and octopuses and 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 I don't know flying fish. I mean, the main boss of this game is an alien. It's not. It's not Bowser. It's not. It's not anything, you know. And we're not in Mushroom Kingdom, so no Princess Toadstool. The the princess of of Sar- Sarasaland. I, it's gonna. It, it's the only Sarasaland game as a series, so I can never remember how to say it right. But instead of Princess Toadstool, we have Princess Daisy. I don't think Princess Daisy's been in any other mainline Mario games. She's been in every spinoff known to man, though, hasn't she? I mean, yeah, she's I'm pretty sure. Isn't she in Smash? She's in Smash. Mm. Yeah, she's, she's in, in I, Smash. She's in everything. I believe she's. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I guess. Ma- Mario right. Kart, Smash. The baseball, tennis. Baseball, right. tennis. Yeah, probably ran in the Olympics. I don't know. I, I haven't really played the Olympic games, but I'm sure she's won an Olympic gold medal on some system somewhere. So, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't really think of it that way, but you're right. She hasn't been in anything else. So, yeah, you know, there's there's just man, there's just weird things about this game, right? So Koopa shells explode after they're bounced on. You know, Mario doesn't throw fireballs in this game, probably because the graphical limitations of the Game Boy. He throws what the manual refers to as Super Balls, which you can insert any Super Ball joke that you want to there. Be my guest. Super Balls, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) uh one up mushrooms are heart level and flagpoles are now platform challenges uh there i mean obviously a lot of this was was limitations of of technical limitations of the system you know but it's I, i can't help but think that some of this was just design differences you know it was it was developed by nintendo r and d one uh, which is a- another development studio of Nintendo that that wasn't the normal Mario one. Um, Nintendo R and D one is known for so many many things. They made the Game and Watch, which was the the handheld series <laughs> before there was a Game Boy. You know, they made the Game Boy. This game was developed alongside the Game Boy to be a launch title. Now, in the United States, they changed their mind. They decided to release Game Boy with... um, They were originally going to release it with with Super Mario Land, but they were convinced to release it with Tetris, thinking that it was going to appeal to a wider audience. And so Tetris became the packaged title, and Super Mario Land became the launch title. Uh, So, fun fact. R&D1 also made the Virtual Boy, which we vaguely touched on in the past. I know, I know. Can't, can't win them all. <laughs> but then, but then, let's talk about the games that were developed by Nintendo R and D one, uh, uh, Donkey Kong, which I mean, inevitably, inevitably, came, you know, Mar- that's where Mario came from. 
uh, baseball we've talked about because it's the first video game I ever remember playing. Uh, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber. They made the Metroid series originally. Um, the Kid Icarus series. They're the ones that brought Tetris over. They made Dr. Mario. They made, uh, I, I don't know, Mario Tennis and 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 all sorts of, of stuff. So there is a lot of pedigree in Nintendo R&D 1. You know, and and so it's no surprise that they were given the ability to make a Mario game alongside, um, alongside the Game Boy. But uh, again, it's weird. It's weird. Not Princess Toadstool. Princess Peach isn't Princess Peach the normal princess one? I don't know why I just had that thought, but it's Princess Peach. I mean, Princess Toadstool. What the hell am I on? I was just gonna let you run with it, Dave, and let everyone then let everyone make get fun you, of but... me. Yeah, it's it's Princess Peach. I got it. Well, actually, whatever. Princess Peach of the Mushroom Kingdom, Princess Daisy of Sarasaland. You know, it's actually Princess Peach Toadstool, right, Dave? Is it really? Yes, that's her full name. <laughs> uh, yeah, but who calls her Princess Peach Toadstool? Well, I mean, uh, I I don't know. Yeah, but there was a game that was Princess Toadstool's Castle Run. So, hmm. But I mean, it is Mario, though. You know, it's a it's a platforming game. It's just shrunk. You know, it's everything about this game is smaller. Super Mario Brothers had 32 levels. It had eight worlds with four levels apiece. Super Mario Land has 12 levels, which are four worlds, you know, level four, one, four, two, one, 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 two with three levels apiece. You know, there's numbers. There's five bosses. One at the each of the four worlds. And then, you know, there's the final boss, the alien boss, which look, I, I want to talk about this for a second. I remember Super Mario Land. We had a Game Boy. I remember playing it on car rides when mom and dad would go shopping and asking to be, you know, sit in the car so I could keep playing my Game Boy because I didn't want to be by or going shopping. I actually remember beating this game. You know, it was an accomplishment for me. And I, I was sitting in the back of mom and dad had a, I think, 89 baby blue Bronco. And uh, and yeah, I was sitting in the back of the Bronco when I beat this game. But. It had two levels, including the last level that were super weird. They were not side scrolling platform levels. They were shooter levels. You were in a plane and. And this it was, you know, the level was scrolling and enemies would come at you and you would have to shoot them down. It was a, it was a it was a flying level. And that's the way the game ended was beating this alien boss in a UFO in the flying level. And. It, it was weird. That's all I could think. It was weird. It was super weird. Ah, uh, God, was it weird? But it felt so accomplished, you know, and I went back to play it again and it's super easy now, and it's only like a one-hour game, and it's just, we've talked about it time and time again. It's so funny when you think about how your concept of time changes, because I just remember this game not being an hour long. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I just remember it not being an hour long. Oh, man. It was just bizarre. It, it it was it was it was just it was just bizarre. That's all I can say was it was just bizarre. Yeah, the whole plane angle is uh, definitely different. <clears throat> you you don't remember playing this at all? 
This is not one that I think I've had the pleasure of playing. It doesn't. I mean, I, I've seen videos of the game, but I don't remember having ever played it myself. Yeah, it's not a big investment, and it's it's almost funny because it's weird with the the artwork, the Mario. Like I said, you've got pyramids, and you've got Easter the the heads from Easter Island. It just had some really really weird art. Um, yeah, that's it. It just had some really weird art. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It is. It it was just. It's short. I I think that it's. It it was noted at the time as being like critics. Critics were pretty critical of it. They thought that it was short. They thought that you know. Um, you had a mixture of them, right? You had people that thought it was a technological marvel because it came with the Game Boy, and the Game Boy was a very technological marvel. And then you had people that were really critical about it because it was just bizarre and it was too short. And and yeah, it was it was it was just different. But it spawned a whole series, you know. We have we have Princess Daisy because of the first game but it's the second game that gave us uh, what i think is a much much more significant what i think is a much more significant character in the super mario universe nowadays do you know which character we were given in super mario land 2 2 yeah super mario land 2 six golden coins do you know why mario had to collect six golden coins to pay his rent to pay someone's rent, but it wasn't his rent. I, well, I mean, I guess it was his rent. He was collecting them so he could get entry back to his own castle. But it it's because his castle was taken over by someone. Oh, geez. So Super Mario Land 2 is the first Wario game in the entire series. Oh, that's where he comes from? He comes from Super Mario Land 2. Nice. So the first one is a pretty st- the fir- the plot of the first Super Mario is a pretty standard Super Mario plotline, right? Mario comes to Sarasalan. Princess Daisy gets a- gets kidnapped by an alien, Tatanga, I believe is the alien's name, and then um um and then Mario goes to rescue Princess Daisy, right? Um, in the second game, the plot line ta- it pretty much takes place immediately following the events. So basically, while Mario is away in Sarasa Land, you know, rescuing Princess Daisy, he his jealous childhood acquaintance Wario puts a spell over Mario's private island, which is called Mario Land. Who would have guessed? Which brainwashes everyone on the island to believe that Wario is their master and Mario is their enemy. And so basically Wario out of nowhere was like, hey, I'm going to steal Mario's castle because I want a castle for myself. And so he just decides to brainwash everyone. And so basically Mario has to travel through Mario land, collect these six golden coins, which allows him to get back into his castle. Inside the castle, he gets to confront Wario and he beats him. It breaks the spell and Mario gets his castle back. That's that's the second game. The second game is a much, much more traditional Mario. Okay. The second game 
has an overworld map. So it's like Super Mario Brother 3 or Super Mario mm. World. The player can now move right and left on a stage because technology had progressed at the time. You know, we've got normal turtles and normal Goombas and and mushrooms and and it just was it it was a much more traditional 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 Mario game, you know. And it did come to be fair, it came three four years, three years later. Mario Land was eighty nine and Mario Land two was ninety two. So yeah, three years later, you know. The first game, they were still learning the Game Boy alongside, and the the second game, they kind of already knew, you know? Not that this is a long game. The first game was like an hour investment. This is like a two and a half to three hour investment, I think. Wario came all the way back then, you know? And, and uh, there's a lot of really fascinating things behind Wario. Rob, what do you, what do you know about Wario? Uh, he has a badass motorcycle and likes to fart. Those are very good things, actually. I'm I'm glad that you took a a, a, a bit of that out. I mean, hey, that that it reminded me of myself. So uh, I I said that's my kind of guy. So Wario was described by some of his creators as the Bluto to Mario's Popeye. So he was his antagonist. The name Wario is a play on obviously Mario and Wario Eye which is the Japanese phrase literally meaning bad. Did I butcher that? I probably butchered that. And coincidentally, a W is an M turned upside down. I'm sure they knew that, but, you know, it was just a, a funny coincidence. It's also really funny because there's some lore behind it that the R&D1 team did not want to work on this Super Mario series. And so, you know, at the time, the main Mario guys led by Shigeru Miyamoto were working on Wave Race and Super Mario Kart when they were making this game. And so they created Wario out of the disdain they felt for having to work on a game series that started a character that they didn't create because it wasn't Mario wasn't their guy. You know, they were much more wanting to work on their Metroids of the world. And so I think it's funny that they created this mean, nasty, farting character. Yeah character that uh you know out of spite wario was created out of spite basically <laughs> that's um pretty legendary actually oh man and wario is still around you know um he's a he's a popular character a very popular character super mario land 3 would continue wario because super mario land 3 is called wario land i know crazy right very crazy, actually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Seems a little coincidental here. I know, it's crazy. And so, I mean, as you can imagine, uh, Super Mario Land 3 does not star Mario. It stars Wario. He is the main character in this one. And in Wario Land, he goes against uh, Captain... What was the... Captain Syrup and the Brown Sugar Pirates. Talk about a villain name, right? Was he fighting oatmeal? I, You know, so what? it's really funny, man, because the plot of the third one. So in Mario Land 2, he gets ejected from Mario's castle at the end of the game, right? And so throws a little hissy fit and he resolves to get his own castle. He wants to make it bigger and more impressive. And so in order to fund this this dream grandiose dream of a giant castle he travels to kitchen island kitchen island are you following me so far no at kitchen island he meets 
he, basically on Kitchen Island, the brown sugar pirates have hidden treasure and coins. And and among these treasure and coins, there's even a, a golden statue of Princess Peach that was stolen from the Mushroom Kingdom. And so basically, Wario wants to retrieve this statue and, and sell it back to Mario for the price of a grandiose castle. He explores the island. He steals the pirate's treasure. He infiltrates their castle, which is called Syrup Castle. He confronts their leader, who's named Captain Syrup. She summons a genie to destroy Wario. He defeats the genie. Syrup destroys the castle with her castle with a large bomb. And when she destroys the castle, she reveals their biggest treasure, the giant gold statue of Princess Peach. Okay. And at that moment, no joke, Mario appears in a helicopter, thanks Wario, and takes the statue away in front of his eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? But Wario's still holding the genie's lamp, so he summons the genie and he wishes for a castle. But the genie tells him that it requires money to grant his wish. And so basically, Wario then gives him all the coins that the player has collected over the course of game, the game, plus trades in all the found treasures for more coins. And basically, depending on how many coins and treasures you had gotten during the game, you would get an ending that would be like the 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 freaking so you would get you could either get the castle, you could get a Chinese pagoda, you could get a log cabin, you could get a tree house, or you could be granted if you had like no coins, a tiny birdhouse. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and look, so the if if you collected all the treasures and you had enough coins to reach the the max limit of the the game, which was ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine coins, Jeez. the genie would give Wario Wario an entire planet with his face etched on the surface. You could nice. potentially you could potentially win you could potentially win an entire uh, entire planet with Wario on it. So that's incredible. I mean, it's it's outlandish. I remember, I I, rem, I remember this game as much as the last one. You know, you it, this was also. I mean, this wasn't a traditional Mario. You know, because it had Wario, and and you had you had helmets that Wario could obtain a bull helmet, which would give him strength. Uh, I remember a jet helmet, which would let him fly, and there was one that you could shoot out flames to. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was, it was cool and it was different. And, you know, it took playing it a lot meticulously to try to get the, to try to get the treasure. And then the treasures were in a weird place too. Like some levels had a locked treasure room. That treasure room had a unique treasure in it. So there was a key in the level and you had to carry it to the treasure room, break open the chest, take the treasure and then finish the level with it. Um, and then you could train that, you know, you, you, each treasure that you acquired would be, you'd be able to trade it in for a set amount of coins. And like I said, at the end, you got different endings. So it was, um, God, it was just different. I, I don't know. I think these games were fun, but you know, they were Game Boy games and in the scheme of Mario, they're definitely weird compared to everything else. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, at least I've never played them, but just watching some video gameplay of them, they uh, 
they're definitely unique and not what you think of when you think, well, I mean, for someone who's never played them, that's not something that you would associate Mario with. No, but it gave us Wario. And like you said, Wario is a goofy ass farting mofo. That he is. So great job, Mario. Super Mario Land. Great job. Right. And so we got, I mean, how many Wario, how many Wario Land games did we end up after this? We had, we had four, excuse me, four Wario Lands. One on five, Virtual Boy, and then the main series, Wario Land 2, Wario Land 3, Wario Land 4, Wario Land Shake It, and then you got the weird uh, ones, Wario World, Wario Master of Disguise. I had the, the Wario Wear series on the Wii, which was a lot of fun. I, I still have my my one. And then, of course, he's been in all the spinoffs, too, right? Is he, is he in Smash? He's got to be in Smash. Wario? Yeah, of course he is. Uh, Waluigi isn't somehow, but Wario is. I mean, he's been on all the Mario Karts, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's definitely been in all the Mario Karts. So this was just a really weird series. Really weird series that wasn't touched by, you know, the, the guy that Mario's known for, uh, Miyamoto, because it was made by R&D1. And, you know, R&D1 was typically led by uh gunpei yokoi and you know he's the guy who's typically he's the designer of the game boy you know he is the typically known as the guy who invented the cross-shaped control pad created the game and watch system you know he produced the original metroid and kick icarus systems and when I was doing my research for this, I found out something I didn't actually know about him. He he died early at the age of 56 in a fatal car accident. And uh, I was unaware he uh, he was re- he he was in a car wreck where it was rear ended. And when he got out of the car, another car, unfortunately, struck him and, and he, he died from his injuries. So, geez, I know. Right. Wasn't bad enough getting hit by the first one. Uh, I think they did the first one, to be honest with you. I think originally there. Yeah. So originally they rear ended a truck and when they had the exit, the car to inspect the damage, another car struck him and injured him and Um, went away. I know. I know. It's kind of a bummer, but they gave us a lot of really good things, man. So Wario Land 3, I'm looking up the length of time to play it. Mario Land 3, just playing through it was four hours. But completing it, which I'm basically guessing is getting that 99,999 was 10 hours. So it was an extra six, uh, an extra six hours of, of, of playing it. I was talking to Ryan, who joined us on our podcast last week. Ryan and I were talking about this upcoming episode. And Ryan remembered basically playing Wario Land, like trying to get every treasure and every coin so he could get that special ending and all the hours upon hours it took him it took him to get there so there are some people there uh, as far as yeah he got there he definitely got there (laughs) good for him oh man oh can you imagine if he didn't well you know a lot of us didn't at the time a a lot of us didn't Hmm. hmm but yeah, that's that's the Mario Land series. I I know they're not great games in the scheme of things. I think Mario Land was pretty good, but Mario Land, the first one in particular, was not a great game. You know, I played it again. I played it again, and and, and it's an hour investment, and and yeah, it was it's rough. 
Mario Land 2 got better, and then Mario Land 3 even, even more so. But, you know, the technology had time to advance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the technology had time to advance. I just, uh, I don't know. It's a fun blast for the past because of what it is. You know, I, I, the Game Boy I had, the Game Boy I played, but for whatever reason, Game Boy games are like a giant black hole in my gaming memory. Like, I know I played this, but I had to think about it and I had to go back. I had to go back to play it. You know, like I had to, I had to go back. I had to, I know I owned Mario Land 2. I don't know if I own Wario Land, um, but I know I had played it because I remember the treasure collecting treasure. But I don't I don't have a lot of recollection. Recollection. I have a lot of recollection of these games, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But it's nostalgic. You know, I go back to this and I think about the nostalgia of of, of playing the Game Boy and sitting in the back of a 1980s or 90s Ford Bronco that definitely is a color out of that time period and and not having color i mean come on think about it man we we all of us uh, all right i can't speak for uh, everyone but i i i do think that a lot of us game handheld nowadays i think a ton of people do it on their phone but there's a lot of us doing it on our switch and think about that man in 1989 we were playing on a monochrome screen on a game boy and now we're playing handheld on a video game system, full color screen that docks and moves to your big screen in like full HD. And that progression is just so freaking cool. Yeah. You like playing hand? Do you play handheld on your Switch? Uh, yeah, I absolutely do. I mean, a lot of the time it's just because I don't feel like ho- hooking it up to the TV because I have to like reconnect my dock. But uh, it's also fun. Just, you know, take it, put some TV on watch something on tv and just play the switch yeah i leave my switch on my bedside stand and sometimes i like to you know if i'm not in the mood to read you know i'll have the switch and a book on my stand and uh whatever i feel like winding down to i'll I'll play i'll play games on it but yeah mario land that is how we felt about it rob how do you think critics felt about this game Hmm. i'm gonna think that critics probably liked it because it was like the first of its kind but at the same time, it could also be that they, they hated it because it just wasn't Mario and they were trying to compare it to Mario. Yeah, you're right. I'm looking at the, the critic receptions. You know, game magazines at the time gave it 7 out of 10, 7 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 31 out of 40. So it was it was OK. You know, Electronic Gaming Monthly noted that the game was fantastic and very fun to play, but very short, you know, but also noted that it was it was the best Game Boy cart of the time. Official Nintendo magazine said the game was ridiculously short, you know, given that you could be you could finish it in under an hour. But yeah, I mean, there were lots of people who who did like it. You know, Computer and Video Game Magazine called the game an arcade machine in your pocket and it had graphics that were remarkable for their size. So you're you're right. You know, people 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 compared it to what it was, you know? a technological marvel but i think when they compared it to compare it to other mario games it fell a little short it doesn't really matter though i mean the game boy game boy was an absolute success super mario land sold over 18 million copies which is more than super mario 3 which is considered one of the you know the better ones in the series and even though this was not one of the better ones in the series it it sold the heck 
they sold the heck out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They sold the heck out of it. Yep, 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 yep. I think, though, first one, the critics generally liked. And then, let's see, the second one. The second one, they... We went from 7 out of 10 to 8 out of 10. People praised the second one for having impressive visual improvements over Super Mario Land. Uh, let's see, what else? No, that's pretty much it. Everyone basically felt it was a vast improvement over over it. Heck, sometime years later, official Nintendo magazine ranked Super Mario Land 2 44th on their list of the 100 greatest Nintendo games, period. So it, it ranks really well up there. Hmm. And then, it, you know, if you're looking at the reception of Mario Land 3, it's kind of in the same place, 8 out of 10. I would argue that the legacy from Mario Land 3 is probably greater than all the others because it gave us Wario, you know? Yeah. And I think Wario has had more impact than... Well, let's be honest. We've never seen the the alien... Uh, we've never seen the alien enemy from the first Mario game again, Tanga, And we do see Princess Daisy all the time, though. I don't know if we've ever seen those super balls again. <laughs> Can't say that I have, dude. Oh! man oy vey oy vey yeah i don't i don't know i remember playing tetris and dr mario on the game boy but i i you know i remember the game boy color it was so cool we got to see these games in color i thought that was pretty cool oh i believe it after just a green screen yeah the monochrome screen that was pretty neat but uh yeah that's pretty much it oh you know this is about the time when I generally like to read user reviews for games, you know. But uh, they're pretty much the same as the critic reviews, you know. People people criticize the fact that it's weird like we have. People criticize how short this game is. It, 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 you know, there's nothing, there's nothing striking about how people feel about it different than what we've already covered. Which I guess that's a good thing, right? When everyone is pretty much in the same in the same vein, uh, I guess what, what what am I trying to say, Rob? I have no idea. When everyone feels the same way about a game, bandwagon. I guess that's a good thing, right? Everyone sure. feels the same way. Yeah, it's pretty consistent in their in their criticism. Yeah. 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 But yeah. 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 The first one's too short. The second one was better. The third one, um, the third one is the third one because it gave us Wario. I still think the treasures on the third one were kind of fun. I never had the patience to play it long enough to get my face etched on a etched on the planet, though. I honestly don't remember what ending I got in out of Got It, but I do think that Wario. I think Wario has a, a lot of attitude um, that Mario doesn't have. I think even I think nowadays you got to consider nowadays we've got a lot more time. We've got 35 years of Mario, right? Because we just celebrated Mario 35. So we've got 35 years of Mario and, you know, different games, 3D games, cartoons and everything. But at the time, we didn't have a lot of that. So I don't think Mario had a lot of character. And then came along Wario, his evil doppelganger, who has a lot of character. And I, I. I don't know. I just think that's fascinating the way they came up with that. That it is, Dave. Y you a Wario fan? I I do. 
do like yeah. Wario. He's a you pretty like cool dude. His his <laughs> the WarioWare games with the farting and the boogers and the all sorts of weird stuff. Oh yeah. WarioWare smooth moves. I'm staring at it on my shelf. That was the Wii one that I still have. That was a lot of fun. It was one of the early Wii party games that was just downright bizarre. That was just downright bizarre. And now we've got like I said, we've got so many so many Wario stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. I I, I think we're going to go a little bit short today because I don't want to beat a dead horse and go, oh, man, this, you know, this game is short. This game is small. This game is weird. I think everything that I wanted to say, I've said about it, and uh, I'm I'm not going to beat a dead horse. You excited? Sure am, Dave. You get to play more RuneScape without me in the background. Uh, It's mostly only during recordings anyway. (laughs) <laughs> you've been playing it a lot lately actually i mean i've I, I watch it a lot when i'm or i play it when i'm doing anime watching because i can just do like really afk stuff and watch my animes so yeah i feel like every time i i log on to discord um you're playing runescape well sometimes too it's that i forget to log out of it Hey, speaking of discord if anyone else wants to find out if i'm you know bsing and 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 call me out uh, against the fact that Rob is not playing RuneScape all the time. You know, you can join our public Discord, which shows what we're playing because I've never turned that function off, and I doubt that you're going to turn that function off. And even better, if we're playing a game that you'd like to join us on, you can hit us up and join us. If you'd like to share your memories about our the video games we're going to talk about, you can do so on our public Discord. Or if you just like to come and make friends, you can do so on our public Discord. And Rob, where could folks find a link to our public Discord? Well, Dave, a, the link that you're talking about can be found at www.memorycardlane.com. There you can find the links to the Discord that Dave talked about, as well as show notes, previous episodes, uh, bio of David, a uh, picture of me with some fancy words underneath. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find some interest in, you can find some info about our Patreon, which Dave will tell you all about. Oh yeah. Our Patreon. <laughs> oh man. I'm so on top of things right now. Hey, yeah. Uh, guys, if you want to support this fledgling podcast, and I'm sure this plug for it is going to instill a lot of confidence in you. Uh, but you you can do so for only $2 a month. It's not a big investment. Uh, it's the cost of a hot dog or a bag of potato chips nowadays. Uh, all the money from our Patreon goes back into our podcast, uh, you know, web hosting and podcast episode hosting and, 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 and stuff like that. So $2 a month. You could find a link, like Rob said, at our website at www.memorycardlane.com. Or you could go directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash trip down memory card lane and become one of our patrons in a show of support to our podcast. Yeah. Um, social media. That's the other thing they could find on our on our website. Right, Rob? That it is, Dave. You can find out what Dave and I do. Yeah. So I am on Twitter. My. Twitter handle is David underscore is underscore wrong. I post video game history, you know, wishing happy birthday to video games and and other anecdotes. Rob, what are you doing on social media these days? 
I can be found occasionally playing a variety of games at twitch.tv forward slash F-A-T-B-O-I-R-I-P-Z. Awesome. Um, well, I think that'll about do it. Nice, short, and sweet today. I think that'll make some people happy. <laughs> I think it will. <laughs> well, you know what? We've been running long for the past couple episodes, and so, you know, it, it evens out sometimes. Uh, that's it. It's just even out sometimes. I'm going to give you all some time back. You can go listen to the latest Taylor Swift album or something. I, I don't know. what I, Whatever the cool kids are doing these days. I don't think it's that, Dave. No, it's not. You sure? I, I heard I, I heard T Swift is kind of the end thing. Was I wrong? I mean, maybe I'm wrong too. Hmm. I don't know. Well, before I do that, Rob, is there anything that you'd like to add to the episode for the day today? As always, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, we do this because we enjoy it, but we hope that you enjoy it too. So let us know your thoughts. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank, Thank you, you indeed. We we appreciate your support week after week. It, it it means a whole lot to be honest with you. So, well, next week we're gonna have a lot more to talk about. We're gonna party like it's 1999. I don't know why, but ever I mean I know why. Let's be honest. Every single freaking time we do a 1999 game, I have to use that. Um, I have to use that. Rob, we're gonna bring guests next week, aren't we? Are we? We are. Yes. We are, we are, the youth of the nation. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be the youth of a nation because you're going to have to come up with some people. And I will come up with some people. Hopefully, if all of our schedules can match up. 1999, Nintendo 64, million copy game, Smash Brothers. You excited? Hell yeah. That's I mean, we, I know, we've all played the heck out of Smash Brothers. It's, 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 you know... It's going to be a game that we're going to have a lot of talk about. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you have friends that play competitively, right? Uh, that I do. I They uh, they have at times with uh, things having been normal, would travel around Michigan to different colleges playing uh, tournaments. There you go. So, so yeah. we, we're going to have professional Smash gamers. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So, uh, what's what's it? What are we gonna do for next week? We're gonna do beat 'em up, beat 'em up. I don't know. So, if you want to talk smash, you want to get your smash on. Join us again next week for a Nintendo themed beat 'em up trip down memory card lane. Do do ba 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 do wow.